0: Hey, welcome to to the Texans Texans Take. take. All right. right. Well, interesting stuff going on in Black Mountain today. Uh, Well,
1: technically, yesterday. Was it? Yeah, 10 p.m. Monday. So we're in Tuesday today.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And they just so, didn't report it until today because it was so late last night.
1: It went boom yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the mountain, the Apple Blossom Motel, exploded on West State Street in Black Mountain. That's why I still think that's funny. Exploded.
1: Yes, that's, well, That's how they said it.
0: Exploded. Yes. It was
1: like that was the there word was an you explosion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. <clears throat> ha- you know what's funny is it probably wasn't as bad as it's being like it probably was not that bad of an explosion. It was probably more of like, you know, something went boom. They heard it. There was a fire afterwards. And so now it's an explosion.
0: Yeah. Apparently like the building was condemned and everything like that afterwards. I,
1: I have a feeling though, that the, the, the building was probably not in the greatest shape to begin with. Yeah. It's, it's been not, there. It doesn't, it's never looked appealing to me it's and it's been
0: al- there forever. It's always, to me, it's always just kind of been there. Like I, I what the funny thing is, is I know i you know, I've been on news stuff, you know, all day, just kind of between work items and stuff. I didn't see anything about it. <laughs> where where did you hear it from? Um, what did you see
1: it on? So, being completely honest, I saw it on Google News. Really? I, yeah. It just kind of popped up? Um, well, I was looking, honestly, I was looking for uh, information to see if the Johnny Depp verdict has been released by the okay. jurors yet, which it is not. Um, and it, and I, I had clicked on something and it got me to Google news and I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. This is kind of cool. So I'm poking around and of course Google knows that this computer is in this area. So it is giving me local news, which is pretty cool. So you saw
0: kind of a black mountain headline. like Um, yeah, I saw a black
1: mountain headline. I was like,
0: that's cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. I knew where that is. I've
0: done that before. I'll get online and I'll just be kind of like, like on, an MSN or whatever, something or other. And right. they'll just have like news things just kind of f- floating around. Yeah. And I was on there before and just I saw Black Mountain, you know, because the name literally just popped out at me despite the fact that there was nothing special about it. it just said Black Mountain. And oh! oh, okay. Yeah. Something happened in Black Mountain.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the way I was looking at this. Like, oh, this is interesting. Let's go ahead and um, let's take a look at this.
0: So yeah, Brig, I literally walked in and Brig was like, so, did you hear about the explosion in Black Mountain? And I was like, blink, blink, blink. The what? Brig was like, no, yeah, there's an explosion. And I'm sitting there looking like an idiot, like, there was a what in Black Mountain? Okay. <laughs> but apparently. <laughs> and then the, you've never heard of the Apple Blossom Hotel. Well, you said the Apple Blossom, and I think I kind of knew what it was. But I mean, like. I just. Uh, so. It's I've literally I've never been there. Where, it's literally been there my whole life. I never knew what it
1: was called. I just remembered the sign, and so the sign was part of the headline. Yeah, yeah. When I was reading the article, and so I was like, "Oh, I know where that is. I pass it." You know. Yeah, yeah. I just remember it's it's kind of a landmark to get to
0: the Monta Vista. For, for some me. reason, I thought it was the Acorn or something rather. Maybe it maybe it changed names, or maybe it's been the Apple Blossom my whole life. And I was just like, that place literally just doesn't exist to me. It's just kind of an eyesore, <laughs> really.
1: I never paid attention to it so it could have changed but i I just
0: i I feel like the sign has never
1: changed since i've been here
0: that whole strip there there's the i guess the apple blossom hotel motel whatever and then right beside there it's the coach house which everybody calls the roach house because i mean i think i've been there like once hold on it was about literally 20 years ago
1: I mean, I've heard it, it. it's cleanliness is not up to par. So I just, that's my.
0: And we used to go to the greasy Mexican place right beside it called uh, uh, Las Casuelas. Yeah, that El was Chapala. a good place. They, they, they
1: actually gave me hot, hot sauce. It was nice. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But no, the Coach House and the Apple Blossom. I, we would never need the Apple Blossom anyway just because we already live here. Right. But it, that just, I mean, like when he said there was an explosion there, there wasn't like, oh, no. It was just like, oh. No? Okay. Interesting. But (laughs) let me read this. This is from WLOS. Black Mountain, North Carolina, WLOS. One person is dead after a possible explosion set at a motel room on fire Monday night in Black Mountain. Black Mountain Police Chief Steve Parker confirmed with News 13 one person was found deceased inside a room that caught fire Monday night, May 30th. The North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation has been called in to assist on the ongoing investigation. Officials are working to identify the victim and notify the family. Chief Parker said the department received a call around 10 p.m. Monday night about a possible explosion at the Apple Blossom Motel on West State Street. Fire crews and emergency personnel were on the scene for hours. Emergency officials confirmed with News 13 that there was reportedly an explosion in one of the rooms. I heard a very large boom shaking and what sounded like things falling, explained Wren Cox, who lived at the motel since 2019. I poked my head outside the door and I heard somebody scream for help. We believe this was an innocent and isolated incident, Chief Parker said. What the incident is, we don't know, and that's why we called in specialists on top of that to assist us with the investigation, and that's where we're at right now, Chief Parker said. Investigations are working to identify the victim and notify next of kin. Caution tape now lines the property, and a a trap has been placed over the roof to cover damages. I'm just stunned by how quickly my life can go from doing all right to uprooting in one second, said Cox, who now is searching for a new place to stay. News 13 learned on Tuesday that the motel had several reservations at a time of of fire. Water, power, and gas have all been shut off at the motel. One guest, who wished to remain anonymous, called the situation devastating. There's no (laughs) word yet on what caused the explosion. So that's what happened.
1: I was like, y'all tell me. You're going to have to message us on uh, Facebook or Instagram here, but tell me, did that not sound like the opening to like unsolved mysteries from the nineties? Because that's what I, I yeah, was getting very like the unsolved. Begin- mysteries. Or like the beginning
0: of a, uh, or like some episode out of that TV show that anybody watches. Yeah. You know, like uh I I don't know, a Haven episode. Yeah. Or like you're watching an episode of monk, you know, it's there's the an explosion recap. at the motel, you know? And so unfortunately somebody did die. We don't know who it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna take a guess it was a local. I have no idea. I don't know why
1: would a local be staying in the hotel?
0: Well, there's a local who's been living there since twenty nineteen apparently
1: Wow, well, yeah, I guess that's right.
0: So I don't know now, here's my question. The explosion that killed this local or whatever it is or whatever he is. is he the one that started the explosion they I mean, basically they, they really don't know. There's no information on this. like we were watching a news thing, and the guy was just like telling us. What I just told you, which isn't much. There's no information past that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it, it, honestly, I I know you haven't seen it, but we're we're gonna have to have a movie night, and the movie is gonna have to be Anchorman, so you can start understanding my Anchorman references.
0: Oh, sorry, we're gonna have to do
1: that. But it is it's which special. one is Anchorman? <clears throat> you mentioned that's that's the one where it's it's like they're they're making fun of how news became what it is today. Oh, from from actual news. Who's in it? uh Will Ferrell. Okay. And a bunch of other people. It has John C. Riley, you know all the all the standard Will Ferrell big players uh, in in his movies. Um, Yeah, it's it's got it's got a bunch of people. It's essentially like, well, news is boring. Let's just start making up the news,
0: and then people will watch it more. And
1: the whole the whole movie is it's making fun of the news industry because of what they've become. Yeah uh out, out of their own choice i mean this is this is well, what they become it's not wrong now. i
0: mean if you talk to cnn they'll tell you that you know if you inflate the numbers um of it's like more covid exciting, deaths yeah. it's more exciting and more people watch yeah you know and the, and more, the, the more all more people numbers. fear the numbers the more they'll watch to see the numbers rise you know
1: and see that's especially uh important in today's world where um tv is dying mm-hmm. you know cable television is on its way out it's a dinosaur
0: it really is. All the all the news and all the broadcasting and stuff is just streamed online. Yeah, and, and honestly, if I want to watch programming,
1: like true programming, I have Peacock, which is, you know, it's a streaming platform like Netflix. Um, yeah. I can watch a regular aired program through Peacock if I wanted to. I can watch it through Hulu Live if I wanted to. I can get YouTube TV and watch it if I wanted to. It's it's not the, yeah. the what cable... Was is no, I mean it's it's just outdated. And so, what's really funny is that they they now have to find new ways to get their numbers. But that that TV show still reigns as one of the funniest, like just outright jokes at an entire industry. <laughs> like it it didn't even it was just the whole industry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, but in in all um with all that being said, it is kind of sad that somebody actually did die in that because yeah yeah. That's um, and I think now now that you say that uh, about the person living there from nineteen, that actually is a big issue right now with the housing market. Yep, honestly, um, that was kind of the situation when Alyssa moved over here. You know, she was living in a hotel for I don't know months, six months, maybe. It's
0: a long time. Two different
1: hotels. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, it does happen. Yeah, They don't particularly like it, which I don't understand. I, I want to, I want to understand like financially how it doesn't make sense <laughs> because you book a room and you pay for it that's, up front. It's
0: constant supply.
1: You're, Yeah. You, you know, that That was my thing. They, they wanted to, you know, the, the first hotel she was at eventually just was like, you can't run again. We're not, we're not, we're not a constant place. And I was like, okay, has my money ever not been good? Yeah. Like, has there been a time where my money just didn't work? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, but we don't do long term. I'm like, but why? It's the most financially sensible thing to do.
0: Yeah. You always we, have this room. We yeah, taken we, up. We literally giving you money.
1: Yeah. Every once in a while you have us change rooms so you can clean it. And it's not like it's not like we've devastated the room.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, uh might have stained some sheets that I paid for. Yeah. You know, but you also got paid for it. Yeah. And I'm sure you inflated the prices, so it's fine. Yeah. You know, I probably bought two she- sets of sheets for the price of one. You know, um, but
0: it seems like you would always want that room to be rented out; otherwise, it's not making you money.
1: Yeah. But so, so what's the yeah? And and, and you get is. to set the rate, so you can, you know. But between the time that Alyssa started renting and the time that we finished up, you know, um, there it w- there was a fluctuation in price. Like sometimes it was forty six a night. And sometimes that went all the way up to almost a hundred dollars a night, wow. depending on when you rented it, you yeah. know? And so it was one of those things that, it, but it was a constant, you're getting paid up front. Yeah. Like it's just, it makes business sense. So I didn't understand it. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's someone out there that has potentially a logical explanation. Yeah. I'm sure there's it, a reason. I'm for sure it, there's a reason for it, but I it didn't make sense it to it me because right financially, if I'm looking at, I have 22 rooms in my hotel, it's just that's obviously a very low amount, but I'm yeah. just using it for the sake of example. And I have 20 of them rented. Yeah. OK, well, I've I've now made my money yeah. for the month and I still have two availabilities if somebody wants it here and there. You know, so I mean, I I don't have a problem with that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean. And then that also brought another thing, like what happens? Because I know there's a lot of people that do this. Like, yeah, you, you rent a hotel for Let's say two months and you go on vacation. Like what's are you gonna say no to that because it's too long?
0: Yeah. Um I don't and know. I,
1: and I know the other side of the argument is probably something like, Well, you can just get like a, a house or something, rent it, because they do, you know, vacation rentals. Well, yeah, sure. They do that may not be as financially <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> affordable, you know? So it makes more sense for me to pay a lower dollar amount, maybe not have all the amenities of a home, mm-hmm. but I'm still got somewhere that I'm like, not in a tent to go to sleep every night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a plus. Yeah. So AC, you have beds, yeah. you have a little mini fridge and a microwave, yeah. you know, you got running water, you got a bathroom um, and you got a TV. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it doesn't have to be the biggest space in the world. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Well, we're going to take a break right here and we'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back
0: all right we are back all righty all righty
1: so our our topicy topic of the
0: day is do you think it's okay to question what you believe Ooh. now that isn't that question itself, obviously, since we're going to take a, a Christian look at it. So when this says, do you question what you believe? Do you think it's okay? We're talking about like spiritually as a Christian, do you think it's okay to question what you believe? Right. And, um, I mean, cause you can, you can say that about a lot of things in life. You know, do you, do you think it's okay to question what you believe politically, economically, right. this, that, and the other? Right. Um,
1: this is specifically relating to as it pertains to a christian so yes yes yes
0: um that is a really really good question and i would i would argue i i don't know about other christians but myself personally there's been many 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 times in my life where i have questioned what i believe um and it's a normal thing for Christians to do. And a lot of Christians come to the point where they're like, you know, all concerned and worried and stuff. And they'll be like, is that okay to question? Because I, I had a doubt the other day. I was questioning it. And I, I don't know if that's good or not. Am I still a Christian? I don't know. <laughs> and the answer is, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, what, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I mean, I'd go a step further and say I think uh, you need to take a deeper look if you don't question things that you believe. Yeah, um, because that that if you don't question, I don't think you grow. I think you stay in a stagnant spot, which is pretty unhealthy as a Christian to stay mm-hmm. in that that stagnant pond water. So. In my opinion, because here, here's here's what happens oftentimes, at least for me, uh, if I question something that I believe, then I go looking for information on said topic and then do other people question things about this said topic. And by doing so, I learned things that I didn't intend to find out, but I learned them and all that kind of came through the simple fact that I began to question certain aspects of, of uh, my faith, you know?
0: Yes, yes. And So I
1: don't think, I think it's normal.
0: It is very, very normal. If you're a Christian out there and. Well, uh, it's normal because of sin.
1: That's a weird way of looking it at is, it, it. It is, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of like death is not normal. Yeah. But it's normal because of sin.
0: Because of sin, uh, yeah. So
1: you have to kind of add that little Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you're, a,
0: if you're a Christian out there and you're like, you know, uh, there's been doubts or I've been questioning yeah. this and that and the other and. And you're asking yourself, you know, because I had this question or this doubt, you know, am I still a Christian? The answer is yes. You know, just yeah. because you question something, just because you sin doesn't mean you're not a Christian. I mean, Christians sin all the time, unfortunately. Um, just because we're a Christian, it does not exempt us from sin. But we do know that we have a Savior that is constantly interceding for us.
1: And that's important.
0: And that's very important. And so, um. When do we question our beliefs? So, there's a lot of different times that we question our beliefs as far as Christianity goes. And let's face it, y'all, there's no way that you can believe Christianity at all without believing in something supernatural. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, If, you know, we are in a very scientific world, very scientific world. And, um, I'm actually still, I'm actually a little bit surprised, just a little bit that we still have things like witches and wizards and stuff, because the fact of the matter is we do and they're terrible and don't ever go towards that. And you know, it's an absolutely terrible sin, uh, to follow witchcraft and wizardry and stuff, but it is, it is actually still a thing. Uh, It's never not been a thing. It is contrary to God. Um, But in a world that's so analytical now, which it's waning a little bit just because – well, it's actually bright and sunny outside. It's not waning anymore. Uh, Sorry, my bad. Uh, But it's waning a little bit just because uh, we've become slothful, sluggish. We've had so much information at our fingertips that we've become lazy, and so – Instead of thinking through everything, we're now just taking everything for granted again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a time recently where, you know, we have answers to a lot of questions. Somebody's like, "Well, gee, why does the sun rise?" Right? Ah, they could just go online and look it up. <clears throat> they can find the answer to why the sun rises. They'd right. be like, "Why is it getting dark when it's only five o'clock?" They can look it up and find out. Oh, daylight savings is that and the other. Uh, you know, it'll depending on the time of year we have monkeyed with the system to where it'll you know get dark at five and one time of year and then get dark at nine at another time of year. Um, you know how do trains Probably work? That'll change. You can just you go wait. online, get a book, ask an engineer that you know is a different kind of engineer. <laughs> To find
1: out how a trade works. <laughs> I was works. about to say, man, you're putting yourself on a pedestal. Right how does now? a
0: computer work? You know, you can figure out how a computer. Uh-huh. You can figure out all of these different things. But the the thing is, is that um, we still have questions, and we always will. And I think
1: uh, another side to that that question um, is you also have to think about when is it okay to question what you believe because there are certain things that are going to steer you down a path that you don't need to be going.
0: That's true. Um,
1: and so you have to be able to discern, okay, you know, maybe this is not what I need to be, you know, adding time to, because it could easily be a situation where it's, you have two roads, you have a road to not sin and a road to sin, and you're going down the wrong one.
0: Right. You right. Know? But, um, what, but what I was saying before, you know, uh, um, You have to believe in something supernatural, So We have all of these questions and answers at our fingertips. uh, But for the supernatural, for uh, believing in something greater than we are in a great being, believing in God. You can't just. uh, You know, there's only one place to find that. Well, okay, I take that back. There's two places to find that one is in nature, one is in the Bible. Right. but the nature doesn't really understand uh, you know explain the supernatural fourth dimension whatever you want to call itness of God um or outside of our dimension it doesn't really explain that right um but you know what do I believe I believe that our God came down um uh, the god of the universe has an interest in me personally Stuart you know nineteen. 19- uh, you would be the only one 1994 <laughs> to present, you know, uh, there's been thousands and thousands of years that this earth has been around. And at this point in time, you know, with the entire world at his disposal, God actually is thinking about little old me. Um, I believe that he came down, died on a cross for my sins, absolutely died and then rose three days later. Uh, I believe that he healed the sick and healed the blind and stuff like that, and uh, made the blind see and the lame walk. And uh, you know, uh, uh, told his uh, told one of his apostles to go fishing and grab grab a gold piece out of the fish and pulled a fish out and paid the tax. And <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of supernatural stuff going on there. And that's not that kind of breaks reality. And so, if you're a analytical, like science guy, and you're like, you know, reading the Bible, you're probably going to be like, "Um, okay, do I really believe that that somebody two (laughs) thousand years ago rose from the grave? Nobody's done that before. And with what? With that situation, except two thousand years ago."
1: There was an exception. But with with that, I think what you do run into is kind of a counter problem to that is you got to think a lot of these situations are born through college. Yeah. And not that I'm not saying college is bad. I'm not saying don't get a higher education. That's not what I just said. But a lot of questioning the the belief system is born out of multiple worldviews and finding out that you're not the only worldview that exists. Exactly. And so, when you are exposed to and and you know kids today are exposed to a lot more worldview situations at an earlier age than I was, and <clears throat> and it really depends on where you are, you know. If you're in a very, you know, liberal arts type school, uh-huh. as far as even, you know, primary and, and junior high and high school, like you're probably going to be exposed to more than yeah. I did. And that some of the more small town schools aren't exposing people to. Yeah. And so really the first time that you're going to get all of this wrapped in and handed to you as different worlds used to consider, because uh, that's kind of the way they present that is, is, um, Your worldview is not a good one, but here's more other, you know, better worldviews that you could be one of those. That's what we want. Here's those. Look over them, pick one, and then come back. That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I mean... You've been to college. Is that the kind of the scenario that you, yeah, kind, you kind of feel like you're you're forced to pick another worldview because it yours is. doesn't fit what
0: everyone else's is? Yeah, you know, whenever I went to college, you know, there's a lot of things. and that's conflicting. That's oh, it an is. Issue. It's very you know, and so it, it and that's actually that's like a good and a bad reason to go to college. So if you have a firm foundation, right, as a Christian anyway, and or even as a man as an individual, if you have a firm foundation and you go to college. You're going to do all right because you're going to be exposed to a lot of bad stuff. You'll still be tested and maybe more than some stupid teachers exposed to faulty reasoning. You're going to be exposed to a lot of stuff that you're just like, that is not right. But you'll also be exposed to a lot of viewpoints that are very contrary to your own and that you might not necessarily be able to combat at that moment. And so what it does is it gets you to think. Now, like I said, if you have a good, strong foundation, you'll be fine. Right. If you do not have that, if you're wishy washy, if you don't know what you believe, then you will be molded, yeah, into, you know, whatever the college system wants you to believe. Um, and I mean, it's one of those, or you can be molded anyway. I'm not saying you will be. I'm yeah, just saying that you can. That's
1: be. that's what I was gonna say. Is yeah. it, it is
0: easier for
1: you to. It's kind of like a peer pressure situation. Yeah, it's going to be easier for you just to agree with people if your foundation is not as firm. Now, the counter side of that for, that that coin here is: I firmly believe that if you're stronger in your faith, you're going to be tested more. Yeah, so you're probably going to have more problems, um, maybe with teachers, maybe with students, maybe with ideologies. Um, you know, I, I always really liked, uh, and and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these. Um, you know, over Christianized movies. Now we'll talk about that in another episode, not today, but I just kind of think they're cheesy and maybe there's another way of doing them. That's we'll just leave it there. A lot for now. of them
0: have, I mean, all of them have, I mean, really great messages and stuff. They, they do. They do. It's the just, problem there, there's is like a is that better way. The way of giving those messages is oftentimes a grade B or C movie. Yeah. Nobody's really going to watch it.
1: Well, that's that's where I was I was going. I I kind of uh, I did enjoy the God's Not Dead series, uh-huh.
0: um,
1: with with a little more enjoyment than I normally did with yeah, some of these. Yeah. And wh- what I was really drawn to is I love to debate. It's it's like one of my things. Yes. And so I really enjoyed the atheist Kevin Sorbo character uh-huh. in God's Not Dead because. Yeah. This is the type of professors that you do run into, and they're an outnumbering amount. Yeah, that you're going to run into because, especially if you go, if you talk to anybody who has ever like taken or aced a, ph- a philosophy class, this is honestly how they think. And so, yeah.
0: now they might not be as explicit as they show in the, in the God's Not Dead movie. At the very beginning of class, he's like, "Write this down: God is dead," and then we can continue with class. That's they're they're not usually that's quite way that. that's way bold. I mean, honestly, I'm
1: sure they exist. I'm but sure they
0: exist, but there's very very few and far between. A lot of teachers don't even like to talk about it at all. Yeah, like they they out. don't
1: want they don't want the issue coming into their classroom. Right. So, right. But but the whole their whole worldview is going to be different than yours, so there will be some clashing. Yeah. And there's probably going to be circumstances where you run into professors who you know, kind of detest you at some point because of your, your faith. And, and that's, that's always been something that I accept as a norm. There's going to be, there's going to be people that I do not agree with and and that's fine. We've got to find some common ground somewhere.
0: I was actually always, there was a little part of me, the little fighting stew that was actually pretty happy, like miffed, but happy. Whenever I encountered a teacher that didn't seem to be okay with Christianity or said something like, or or said something against Christianity or said something just incredibly against whatever I believe is a Christian, right. you know, and, <clears throat> or was trying to teach something contrary to Christianity. Right. And have you ever seen the movies like, um, there's a, there's a bar fight, you know, and there's some young guy on the corner or an Irishman or something, and they say the fight start, and they're like, I'm throwing down. Let's go in. Let's go fight. You yep, know, ah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Drink that last shot. Yeah, up. they they pour <laughs> the beer down and jump in. Yeah, <laughs> whoopee. Uh,
1: that,
0: that, there's a little bit of me in there um, in, whenever in, in I encounter that. Yeah. And I actually didn't encounter that a whole lot when I was at UT. It's probably a good thing, honestly. At UT, it was never like, um, for me, it was the history class. And it was just a bunch of bogus history and focusing on wrong topics and stuff like that. It's just like, oh my gosh. This Smoke is, and mirrors. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't I didn't learn much about history. Well, I mean, come Nothing on. useful you're, anyway. With a, with
1: a dad that's yeah. a historian. I mean, right, that's, that's right. honestly.
0: Well, we're going to take a break right there. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. All right. So, yeah, you know, whenever you're in school, you're going to encounter a lot of ideas and viewpoints that you're not comfortable with ideologies and a points. lot of ideologies there's um, a lot of it's gonna you're gonna get a lot of questions and stuff that you don't know how to answer and it's okay to go home and sit there and think about it a little bit and go look it up and be like oh and that's
1: another really good reason why accountability partners should be a big yeah. thing for everyone because you know if you have someone that is maybe not, let's just say maybe going through college but maybe stronger than you in your faith this is a perfect opportunity for y'all to sit down and go, Hey, let's talk about this. I have questions. Can you answer them? And it's just, a good way of doing
0: it. Yeah. You were, you were gonna, well, let's, I, I do have a verse here that I want to talk about, but before I go into there, I just want to say, um, maybe tell you what, I've got something I'm thinking. Do not let me forget it. I'm going to roll with this verse because cause it'll be more in tune with what we're talking about now. And I'll bring that next thing up later. Uh, but Mark nine, Mark nine twenty four, um, is a really good verse, and I use it all the time whenever I'm talking about this topic. Um, let us see. Let's go back. Some, okay. So here's the context. I'll go ahead and just start reading from um, A Boy is Healed. This is Mark 9, 14. And when he came to the disciples and saw a great multitude around them and, dis- and scribes disputing with them, immediately they saw him, Jesus. All the people were greatly amazed and running to him and greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has... One of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Ouch. Ouch. When they brought him to him, he uh, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Oof. So he asked his father,
1: Oof. Oof. "How
0: long has, he, has this been happening to him?" And he said, "From childhood, and often it has thrown him before uh, both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us." Jesus said to him, "If you can believe." All things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, the disciples asked privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Okay, that was a lot of information there. But really what I wanted to focus on was that 24. What does this guy say? Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help me my unbelief
1: that's a that is a big
0: one important while it is so deep and that is that is all of us so this is a cry this is a prayer that all of us should have in our hearts on a regular basis we are daily filled with tasks filled with uh, stresses filled with anxieties
1: well, and the Bible says be anxious for nothing. Be anxious you know, for nothing. So these are things These are things that are
0: against uh what we believe in Christ. You know, uh if we believe in Christ, if we trust Christ with our lives, then we shouldn't have these anxieties and stuff like that. We should be worried for nothing. We should be just fully trusting Christ. Um and that's that's
1: hard for I think even a a well seasoned Christian it
0: really it really is to do
1: to do that you know I've been
0: and oftentimes you'll have somebody who deals with stress really well they yeah. trust Christ fully and when things happen I, I envy those they're they're just completely. doing good they're writing it out they're trusting Christ and then there's this one event that really shakes them to their core and it does shake them and. Causes them to question certain things, but then the belief that trust in Christ that they've been focusing on will win in the end. Yeah, and um, and they'll be okay. Um, But it's really this is an important thing to remember for all of us because we're all we all deal with these things, and the question is where does our faith come from? Does it come from me? does it come from brig does it come from the neighbor next door does it come from walmart no well, does it well, come some people's faith might come from it walmart, might come from walmart I mean, does it come from the bible I heard,
1: I heard that was on like you know sale last yeah. week so uh
0: no does it come from church no does it come from your pastor where does faith come from y'all faith comes only from the hand of christ
1: And there's a really good book I would uh, I would really charge everyone to read. Um, I read it early, early on during my my divorce and all my issues were. Let me just say, and and anyone who has been through, you know, a a nice, messy divorce understands that'll that'll test your face and your face and shake you shake it like you have never been shaken. And we'll see how you come out on the flip side. But. Uh, one of the books that I read, I, I discovered via Bill Hill, actually. Yeah. Uh, no. Bill Hill and I went deep into it, but Bill did not actually um, introduce me. I actually think it was Maggie. Was it Maggie? That handed me the book. Um, probably, no, it's not on that bookshelf. It's on the other one. Faith Alone mm. uh, by Sproul. And, oh my gosh, the... That book is really it's it's like one of those books that if you really are questioning, I, I would read it. But be prepared to have your feet held to the fire yeah. because that that whole book is him explaining where faith comes from, how a Christian obtains that faith hmm. and how you maintain that faith. Wow. And I'm like, why? that? And it's just like the whole book is like, well, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> I, I still understand where I messed up. Thank you that you can stop now. That hurts a little bit, you know, the yeah. whole book. But it, it's it's a good informational book. And honestly, if you're struggling with your faith, um, it and it's, I, I don't think it's just a book that, you know, th- there are books out there, I'd say. If you're not a Presbyterian or you're not Reformed, um, you know, even maybe you know, like Lutheran, you you may not gravitate or understand some of what's going on might, because might
0: tread on your toes a little bit.
1: It might, but it might just be like over, like yeah, p- people that don't really understand the the Catechism or things like that. When that stuff comes out in a book, it's kind of hard that you need a whole nother book to describe. Like you need that. You can't just understand what that is. It's not one of those books. I, I would say that Faith Alone is a book that you could literally come from any um, any denomination and understand it's
0: going. I thought you were saying that you needed all that background for this no, book. No, no. You're saying I, I that anybody can read it and will well, get good things Sproul
1: from it. Sproul is very good, I good, think, good, in good. a lot of his books. Uh, the only one that I think you kind of have to have a little bit of a balance and understanding with Sproul is probably, oddly enough, his uh, his book about uh, what it is to be a Presbyterian, what it is to be. Re- I think it's what is it to be reformed? I think that's the book. Yeah. And it, Oddly enough, the book, though it does a good job of describing reformed faith, I would say it wouldn't hurt if you had a little information prior to going yeah, into yeah. it. But faith alone is not. It really is um, all on the topic of where your faith comes from. You know, how you obtain that faith and how you maintain that faith. Yeah. And that's something that I honestly think you ought to <laughs> every parent out there should hand that book to their college age kid and say, Read this on your way to school because you're gonna need it, boy. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or girl, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna need it. it. You're gonna need it. It's it's gonna be um and and the Bible obviously is your most useful tool, but yeah. You have to think of these other books as, you know, I, I like to think of the Bible. The Bible's your sword, right? Well, you sure. got to have daggers. Um, yeah. It, it would help to have knives. And you have to use these other books as tools, just like you would the Bible, because they're going to help.
0: Oh, yeah. So any of these books, there's um, you know, if you've got a Bible study or something and you're not actually reading from the Bible, but you're reading from somebody who has read the Bible, say they're a pastor, right. they're very intelligent, and they have taken a topic in the Bible that is confusing you, and they expound on it, and they pull different Bible verses, and they make it understandable. That's really good, and that's very yeah, helpful. Absolutely. You know, uh, think about it. Um, well,
1: like when we were— uh, look, at,
0: wh- look at the, the, the Ethiopian eunuch who is riding in in his chariot and he was reading what was it isaiah and i forget who who was it that came to, it wasn't paul i don't think uh i, I don't should know think it was paul y'all are all going to scream it out at me yeah I just know I know. um but anyway uh one of god's one of christ's disciples came to him and said hey do you understand what you're reading and the guy was like, no, I have no idea what's going on here. He was reading Isaiah. He was yeah. reading God's word, but he still didn't understand it. Yeah. He was still a little, huh? And so he had it described to him. He had it uh, under, you know, he understood it. It was expounded. He on got a mini sermon him. on it. He got a mini sermon and he probably used God's scripture, but he was just explaining it to him in words. Right. It wasn't, you know, like well, you know, he he didn't just open the Bible and start reading it out loud. He explained it to him the way you or I would explain it to somebody, right? And then he understood. He's like, "Oh, I, I want to be I baptized." Understand. Yeah, you know, can I can I go be baptized? You know, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and so, um, anyway, uh, that's what some of these other authors will do for you you know, they, they're taking a topic of the Bible. It's not taking place of the Bible. Don't, don't no. Read it's not that. taking don't place that at all, but every single thing that they are trying to make a point of is coming from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So it, their, their it source of the help information help is still the Bible you as a tool.
1: It yeah. is literally an additional tool to be able to help you go through that. Um, and achieve the goal of finding out, you know, christian what do you believe
0: yeah yeah
1: you know that
0: that's um and so anyway some
1: people go through their whole lives and don't learn it until the very end
0: yeah so this know? is this is a really great because we know that we know that uh um you know our faith comes from christ our belief comes from christ right and so this is really important for those that are struggling to remember mark 9 24 Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That's been my prayer several times as God, help That's my unbelief. That's you know? a big one. And we have to do that whenever we're lacking trust, whenever oh, we're anxi- yeah. uh, anxious, you know, we like, you know, God, we oftentimes will say, help my anxiety. But a more deeper understanding of that is what is anxiety, but a lack of trust or belief in God okay god says i will always be with you and if we're like what if god's not with me this morning god says you know um i will uh, you know i will be with you and uh i will guide you What if you're like i don't know if god's guiding me today I, I i'm not i'm not sure if i can if i can feel the presence of god are you you're not trusting god and you're not believing the words that god says what if you are a Christian and, you know, you commit some heinous sin, okay, and you're like, oh, I don't know if God can forgive that. I don't know if even God can forgive that. Okay, what does Jesus say? Jesus says that, you know, if you trust in me, have faith in me, believe in me, I will forgive you of your sins and i will cleanse you of all unrighteousness Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what sin you commit christ is bigger than that okay to put it you know bluntly christ is way bigger than that he will heal us of our sins there's no sin that we can commit that christ cannot that christ's blood won't cover right and so when we sit here like you know um i don't know if even god can forgive that You know what we're doing? We're not believing the words of God. We're doubting the words of God. And so what's important to say there is, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. unbelief. We're going to take a break right
1: there, and we'll be right back.
0: All righty. Hey, for those earlier, it's uh, the Ethiopian eunuch was helped by Philip. I was actually—you're not gonna believe me when I say this. You're just gonna have to trust me. I was actually thinking, I wonder if it's Philip, but I didn't want to be like, "Oh, it's Philip," and then be like, "I know it's not Philip. Who is it?" So I was just left uh, it open. I'm just—I'm just, yeah, just gonna—it is actually Philip.
1: I'm gonna say whatever you say, man. Well, whatever you
0: say, what whatever what you my tell brother me. Robert would say is,
1: yeah. "Ha, we likely, believe you, Woody. Likely story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that." That hundred uh, percent. But so um, we've talked a lot about. So, as a side note, just when, when you because we were talking about your cousin Philip, yeah. when you said, "Oh, it's Philip," I should have said I shouldn't have said you that. Thought that I was I'm going, talking about him. I'm like, oh well, what? because we brought up Philip, now he's texting you, and you're not like yeah, yeah, yeah. too coy about it. I was like, this is kind of funny, actually. And I was <laughs> I was enjoying what I thought was going on, yeah. and now come to find out, none of that happened. Yeah. I just made all that up. That was a whole world of my own. Anyway, I just had to give a little context because up until we started and you said that, I was like, uh,
0: oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, continue on. No. Doubting
1: Dick Van Dyke what, from, uh, uh, from, uh, uh, from uh, out of the Museum. Moving on now.
0: Moving on now. <laughs> uh, so, doubting yourself as a Christian, doubting anything that you believe as a Christian, um... It will help. It you will. Grow. It will happen. It will help you grow. It's not that you doubt. It's that you get through your doubts. Okay. because so you have
1: to look at those like a stairway. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, you. You're. You are growing. Well, it, it's like sanctification, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That's part of it.
0: Yeah. It's great. It really is because think about it. If, if you <laughs> doubt something, if you don't believe something, well, not not necessarily if you don't believe something, but. If you're doubting, if you're questioning whether something is true or not, what's the logical response to that? Let's find out. Right. And fortunately, it's it's not
1: a blind question at that point. It is, fortunately, we have
0: endless sources at our disposal. I mean, worst case scenario, if not best case scenario, go read the Bible, you know? But obviously, sometimes the Bible is sometimes hard to sort through. But there's loads of you know uh pastors there's loads of people who have been christians for years who have answers to a lot of these questions if you have any doubts or if somebody just asks you let's say um, a christian or uh, anybody really just asks some question that it's like you know oh my gosh i do not know the answer to that and it's making me doubt my faith there's people that can help you you know what does the bible say sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron so right. go, go find someone. Don't just sit there and stew on it. The
1: accountability partner. Find an know.
0: accountability partner. Uh, Brig is, Brig and I have done that with each other several times. Um, And the, the fact of the matter is, is it will give you strength and you will become stronger. You know, think about your muscle. Whenever you're working out, you have to break your muscle down mm-hmm. before you can build it back up. Okay. Well,
1: there's been times I've been, I've been way out of line and he's like, nope. No, we've talked about this. Yeah, we've
0: talked about this, <laughs> you know. And I'm
1: well, like, And he's like, Yoop. I know,
0: I know that Briggs coming back to when he's like, now, hold on. Yeah, exactly. And he starts hitting me back with stuff. And I'm like, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. There we go. Hit me again. Hit me again. And then Briggs will just say something where he's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. Um. Yep. But here's something. I
1: forget the last one. You got me really riled up on the last
0: one. I did. I remember how riled you were.
1: I was. I was. I was just literally just stomping, chomping at the bit, ready for that gate to open.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when it did, I just let it happen. I, and then, and then his whole ending response was, "That's what I thought." Yeah. I'm like, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but there's something uh that we haven't mentioned yet, and I'm sure unfortunately we we don't have all the time in the world. This is a topic that we could talk about a lot. Um but
1: I think I'm intrigued with the rest of us.
0: So let's say you do doubt something in your faith or mm-hmm. something that you believe. Right. There is another possibility aside from just believe it. And that is you might actually be wrong. Okay. How many times have you been talking with a friend of yours or a cousin or a sibling? And you're like, oh, this and this and this happened in the Bible. And one of them was like, No, it didn't. You're like, Yeah, I did. They're like, No, it didn't. And you go back and forth and back and forth. And you look it up and you actually it's like, oh. No it you, didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> I was confused. Oh, that was in a different passage over there. Oh, somebody else did this. Yeah, this you can, you know, we're, we're 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 faulty. You know, we we have our flaws. Speak for them. yourself. Sorry, Brig. I know you are perfect. Thank you. Um and uh, but but we're not always, you know, if you doubt something about your faith, go go to the bible and do some study and search and you'll be stronger but possibly not in the area that you thought you'd be because sometimes it
1: may be it may honestly be a moment of god teaching you something yeah I, um let's just let's just think you know i mean I, I, taking just kind of bouncing off what you were just saying you know i'm right i'm right i'm right and then you go look it up and you're wrong well that's that's a lesson in humility it is it it's really is it's a real is. good it's lesson in humility thing. And, you know, your ego was brought down a little bit, you know, and and then you have to go out there and say, you know what, I'm sorry. And you were right. I I, I, was, I was mistaken. You yeah. know, that's and that's a fair lesson to have to learn, because um I know many times you just I, I, I've done the same thing. Like, yeah. I know it exists. I know. I it know exists. it. I know it. I know. And then it. when it's not there, I'm like, oh, I, I guess I'm wrong. No, I question everything.
0: But the thing is, you don't have to question everything, you know. But there's a lot of topics, you know. Uh, there's, I mean, we Christians do this all the time. We don't have to use the example of you know some non-believer or some college teacher or something uh, shakes your faith a little bit. Um, it could be a Christian that shakes your faith. It could it, be. It a, could be. It could yeah. be a Christian who's misguided. It could be a Christian that's in a bad place. Yep. It could be a Christian who is a different denomination. Or a
1: Christian who's experiencing a situation that changes their beliefs, which right. now puts you to think about your Right.
0: It could be looking at something from a different perspective. Uh, and it could just be, you know, I mean... Like, I'll tell you, going through a divorce
1: changed my entire perspective right. on Christianity, on God. My, my, view, my view on God, I had a very parachute idea of God. Yeah. Like, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. When I need you, I'll holler out. You'll right, be right. Right. It's, it's a fine. pocket God. You know? it's, it's a like, pocket
0: God. I'm just walking along life and I got God in my pocket. And, yep. you know, oh, my gosh, there's a big problem. Just pull, pull the cord out. out. Pull the you know, cord. Pull God you know. out. You know, yeah, here God um, deal with it.
1: That that was always kind of my approach. Until... A lot of people
0: use, this, use crosses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. It was my approach. I'm more than honest to tell you. I had no like me and God were not. We weren't uh, not... a team. We were just kind of like he was necessary. <laughs> Which is you true. Know? He is necessary. He is necessary. Uh, and, and I, but I don't have to like involve myself every day with him. And, oh, right. Well, right. Yeah, it's, it's where you learn you're wrong. But right. it's, it's one of those things that he was a snack. He wasn't a meal. <laughs> right. And so diff, the difference there is during my divorce, it was like, Oh yeah. So I see where I have messed up. Yeah. Mm. Then I started reading because that's, that's that's my first go to. If I don't know something, I read. Then yeah. I find out. I want to find out as much as I can about a topic. It drives a listen nuts because I'll, whenever I don't know something, I'm like pulling out you know websites and all this other stuff, and it just drives her nuts. I do way yeah. too much research when I'm actually trying to figure out information. But that's what I did yeah. during, you know, my divorce that led me to find faith alone. Uh, I I discovered the world of Sproul, which blew my mind. Mm. Um, Then I had Jay Adams, which I just, Jay Adams is amazing. And, and, you know, you have J.I. Packer. I just, I I found all these guys that had this information, this wealth of knowledge that shaped what I believe. Now to this day, if something, you know, makes me question that belief, I'm going to do exactly what I did originally. Go back, go back, start reading stuff. I need to find more information, but I do it like very detailed i I, what people tell me and what i already believe and do those points do do they do they cross at any point and can there be can there be a way both of those ideologies go together because sometimes it is it is the way it is they don't go together and sometimes it's like well they actually do have a connection Mm -hmm. and here's why and once you know those things you can mold your belief on that and a lot of christians just kind of don't do that. I've noticed there's this, you know, I've got to follow my denomination. Yeah. I've got to do whatever they say, or this guy is apparently doing something right. Cause he's got a better suit than I do. Um, yeah, honestly, there's, there's a lot of those kind of things yeah. that, that going to stopping you from researching the stopping you yeah. because what happens, I, I and I, I've seen this time and time again, and that's why it, it comes as a thought to me is People don't base themselves and their faith in God. Yeah, they base it in the church.
0: A, a lot of people do. That's right. They base that's, it in the church. That's not that's you know that is an do extension I, of the body of God. It's an extension. But of the, that's not the source of the meat. The source of the meat is in the Bible, and hopefully you'll get that in your church. But oftentimes, possibly not. And so everyone
1: bases. I'm not everyone. That's that's wrong. A a, a good amount. Of Christians, I think base their faith in what they believe and what their church believes in their yeah, church, yeah. and that's wrong. That is wrong. Yeah, there is, is there is a book called Bible, yeah. and that's where we base these things from. Now, does that mean you can't reach outside the Bible? I mean, you you've got to have your daggers and your you know your crossbows. Shives, yeah. That's fine. Go find those because you you can find you know, J. Adams and your J.I. Packers and your R.C. Sprouls and find those tools that you can use to help discern the Bible, to mm-hmm. understand and, and be able to, when you have questions, go to these sources and say, look, this is this is what I'm understanding. And that's where like having that accountability partner, because you can build your own, you know, your own worldview and then go to your accountability partner and say, look, hey, we think a lot alike, and you know, we're we're both Christians. What do you think about this? This yeah. is something I've really been struggling with. Yeah. And boom, 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 then that conversation can happen. And guess what? Maybe you're going to teach the other person something they didn't know. I mean, yeah. it happens. Yeah, it does. Um, so at the end of the day, I think my answer for that is I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong for you. I don't person,
0: think it's believe. necessarily wrong. I, I think and it's healthy. You could, and I think you it could, comes could with grow. Growth. And you know, uh, if you do doubt or question something uh, that you believe you know, the correct response is to not just sit there and absorb all the information from whatever is making you doubt. Uh, absorb the information and use it, yes, maybe, but don't, like, use that as your basis. And the other thing is not to just sit there and be like, I have no idea what to think about it now. Everything is go look it up. Go find... Don't feel overwhelmed. Find Yeah, don't feel overwhelmed. Find somebody that you trust and, you know... Uh, Do do a little research. It's so, so easy to go online. Just like I'll, I'll just like type in a topic, you know, and and, you know, whenever you read something online, don't take that. You know, if you read something. That has no scripture reference or basis at all, then I would debate about whether you should actually use that or not, or believe it, you know, it it might be true, but generally if it's somebody that knows what they're talking about, they'll put scripture references and you can follow those and read the Bible and, you know, go to that topic and figure out what to believe based on the Bible and whether whatever they said makes sense and, and whatnot. So there's a lot of different sources out there. There's so many good books and, um, don't, don't let a little doubt, uh, take away the treasures uh of the almighty kingdom um and uh you know uh, your faith will always be tested and in christ your faith doesn't have to shake um and when it does just just know whose camp you're at and go find that and go be with christ and pray about it prayer is huge y'all if you doubt something what 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 did the guy say he said i believe lord Help my unbelief. Make that your prayer. Yeah. Those absolutely. of you out there who are Christian and maybe something is shaking the death of a loved one does that often. Very often, the death of a loved one will just take somebody and just tear them apart. And um, you know, and they'll be like, you know, why, 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 how, 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 why does God let this happen? And, you know, sometimes you have to just spend days in prayer struggling with God. And say, "I believe, Lord, help my unbelief." And at the end of the day, it's really important to remember the promises of God, y'all. The promises of God are important, and um, you know, uh, for me, when I was younger, um, especially my early teens, you know, I, I would have questions. Like, I'd have somebody, I, I, you know, they'd be like, you know, "Oh, you're a Christian?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a Christian." They're like, "I'm not." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I've never." not met somebody that's not a christian before tell me what you think you know and like i don't believe in a god or whatever and i'd be like okay that's odd you know i mean i was raised as a christian and around church and stuff so i didn't encounter encounter uh, non-christians quite that often so when i did meet one it was kind of an interesting experience um and oftentimes they'd say a lot of stuff that i didn't agree with and i didn't understand or that i knew was wrong but didn't know why um And uh, it's really important to just remember the fundamentals of Christianity. Mm -hmm. God is. That's a big one. That's one that I used all the time. God is. And it's really easy if you're doubting about whether God is or not. You know, is there a God, you know? Uh, Honestly, go take a walk in the park. Right. Go hear a bird tweet, Um, you know? Uh, pinch yourself uh, go watch the sunrise and there's a million different a billion there's an infinite number of different things out in creation
1: yeah i'd say an infinite number. that's good
0: that you know just solidify the fact that some great being created all these things you know uh evolution has never cut it for me ever <laughs> ever ever the fact that all this just came from you know, uh, a, a, a cesspool.
1: Well, I mean, there could have been a Big Bang.
0: Oh, just like God said, right? let yeah. there be light. Let there be light, boom, you know. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong, but there's obviously order to it. And uh, Yeah, there were
1: seven days of order.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And something something <laughs> uh, created it all, you know.
1: There were, there were a whole bunch of evolutionist minds that just went,
0: Yeah, yeah. When I said that. And so it's really important to just remember the basics. God loves you. God is. Christ came to die for you. Trust in Christ. Believe Him, yes, yes. and uh, pray. Pray. It's so easy. That's what. Just remember, you know, when when Christ came and died to intercede for us, He became the the mediator between us and God. He became our priest. Okay, so we can talk t- directly to God through Christ. Take advantage of it. You get to talk oh, yeah. to your God and creator. Take advantage of it. Um, and, uh, struggle with God. He'll win. He'll win and he'll set you straight. So, with that, uh, Ray, will you pray for us? Absolutely.
1: Lord, we, uh, we thank you for all of our listeners. Thank you for the ability to, uh, to be able to broadcast this podcast to everyone and ask that you would really, um, Help everyone who is struggling with their faith, questioning their faith, uh, to find exactly what you would you would have them find. Um, we know it's a process of sanctification; it's a process of learning, and we just ask that you would aid. You know, help the unbelief. Um, everyone, I think, at some point questions something about their faith, and you are able to cultivate that able to mold that into what you would have them be and i ask that you would do that and guide guard and protect us in jesus name we pray amen amen
0: all right Adios. adios